Disclaimer, in this chapter, we will be discussing the murder of a pregnant woman and kidnapping of her unborn baby. The details may be triggering for some listeners, and this will be the only warning. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. And I wonder if I should not listen because I'm sensitive to this topic. And I do not know anything about this case and I'm very nervous to hear about it. Over <laughs> the last couple of weeks prepping this one, it has gotten to me, to my core. Like, um, I, I, I can't stop talking about it and it's been really hard not to talk to you about it um so this is the story of criminal taylor parker who was 26 at the time of the crime um so i'm going to get into just a small bit of her background taylor had a lack of stability in her past her two children both have different fathers and some would say she would do anything at this time to hold down a stable life a stable family life this unfortunately led to complete devastation so so reagan hancock is the pregnant woman who was murdered and on october 9th 2020 the mother of reagan hancock arrived at reagan's home to find her daughter's lifeless body laying in a pool of blood Horrible. Reagan had been about seven and a half months pregnant. And just a side note, when her mom found her, she would have been stomach down and the mom didn't know anything else. So she was like face down. Yeah. So she didn't know that the baby was missing until 911 arrived. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, it's pretty horrible. So Reagan's mother soon found out that Reagan's unborn child had been cut from her stomach and taken. But like I said, that wasn't until EMS came in and they were actually specifically checking on the baby and turned her over and discovered that the baby was no longer with uh, Reagan. And I would like to add that Reagan's three-year-old daughter was also in the house at the time of the crime. Now, she was found in a bedroom. I don't know if she was out when it first happened, if her mom sent her in. I'm not too sure. But was she like, do we know if she was like locked in that bedroom? Or? I do. Like, I, I couldn't find any information on it, but I do get the sense that she did not fully know or understand what had happened. Oh, no, she's three. So I'm hoping she didn't hear too much either. But yeah, there's not much on that. It's terrible. Very. So. I mean, it really, it hits deep. So my heart goes out to everyone in Reagan's family and my heart hurts for them. I've seen videos of Reagan's bright energy and amazing sense of humor. Like this, like watching these videos and you would know, like she just very much seemed like a woman that I would be friends with. Like just so funny and lighthearted, honestly. I don't know. There's not much else I can say except that I'm just so sorry that they all have to go through this. And um, I do hope that Reagan's husband, Homer, is successful in his negligence and wrongful death suit against both Taylor and Taylor's boyfriend at the time, Wade Griffin. So let's get right into it, starting with the history of Taylor and Wade's relationship, which plays a very important role in the death of Reagan, which if I was in Homer's shoes, I would want some form of responsibility 
put onto Wade so I could I can definitely see where he's coming from and as I'm getting into this I'd like to hear from you and the listeners to see maybe what other people think because this part is pretty controversial should Wade hold responsibility for any part of what happened some say no way he can't be held responsible for this lady's mental issues and others say yes way <laughs> there were so many red flags so that's that's the question should should he have any responsibility in it? Yes. Already, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a thing about it, and I say yes. Okay. So before I dive in further, I just want to add that the suit follows Wade's negligence in giving his vehicle to Taylor to drive, knowing she's at risk. Now, I read a few different things that the suit could simply just be that the risk is that she was a bad driver, that she had mental issues, whatever that may be, you know, it was his responsibility to ensure he was providing a vehicle to somebody, you know, not capable of cutting a baby from a pregnant woman. Did I guess. she have a driver's license? Yes, I believe so. Well, then I don't know how he can be held responsible for that. We will get into why she was driving the vehicle later. It is my opinion that a reasonable person wouldn't have believed all of Taylor's lies that we're going to get into. But that being said, I haven't been in his shoes and I can't easily say that I could have foreseen such a disturbing crime arising from my girlfriend lying to me over money and pregnancies and a few other things that we'll get into again. Yeah, well, we could. Like, like you could you could pinpoint maybe some lies, but you're right. not thinking you're, you're gonna, gonna deduce from some lies that she's gonna go and go do, do something horrific. So crazy, exactly. And that's that's why it's like, can we hold him accountable for being stupid? I and I wasn't gonna say it because like I know a lot of his family listens <laughs> to this stuff, but like that's what it would be. And you're gonna hear how dumb sometimes it gets. So But I mean without getting too off topic i do know what it's like to be married to somebody who uh, is a pathological liar and you just get into this it's not a rut or anything but it's just the way it is you mm -hmm. roll your eyes and you walk away because it's easier than starting an argument to call them out on their bullshit it's like it's harm maybe not harmless lies but you know what think what you want you're just not worth the energy which I, mean, I don't know anything about the story. I'm going to let you continue, but I mean, there's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, working off of that, it wasn't even just lies. This woman put effort and time into her lies. She had multiple profiles, multiple ways to back up her lies. Oh wow! And so, uh, I mean, I'm not saying Wade wasn't mind fucked. Like yeah, he yeah. definitely was, but was he like? Was she like? Some things. It's just like you should know. I got a couple photos to show you. And I'm not going to get into it much more until we get to the part. But there are things he should have known. I cannot wait for the photos. <laughs> but I definitely, like, if that was all happening and the lies and the, were catching up, obviously, and I was starting to realize that the woman I was with was crazy, I would have broken up with her during all the drama, pregnant or not. And it very much seemed that if he believed she was pregnant, he felt like he had to stay with her. Even it. with his mom going, I don't think she's pregnant. <laughs> I don't think she's rich. I don't think she has money. <laughs> so Taylor was convicted of capital murder on October 3rd of 2022. 
the same jury who convicted her also sentenced her to death. Oh, she's on death row. She is currently on death row. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get into the facts. Wade took the stand Thursday, September 29th of 2022. Now I'm going to start with this testimony as I believe it gives the most information leading up to the crime, um, the mental state of Taylor, and also maybe how Wade could be like slightly tied into it. Um, so Wade and Taylor met at a rodeo and Wade is like kind of like a country man. Um, they hit it off and they continued talking afterwards. Wade on the stand explained that his relationship with Taylor was an emotional roller coaster and spoke about the different financial ventures that just kept on failing while he was with her. Again, he kind of just blindly followed her into the abyss with the financials. Um, but needless to say, he worked a lot. Even before she was in the picture, he did long hours at a roofing company side jobs that included welding, hog trapping, managing livestock. Um, he was the typical countryman that had a really strong work ethic. Taylor had even asked him for an estimate on cleaning and fencing some family-owned land. And some people speculate that she started that really early because she kind of wanted to get her claws into him. Like, sure. Like reeling him in consistently and constantly by saying, here's some money, here's some opportunity, here's some money. Knowing that she was a loser and she had to trap him with a lie, she started making out that she was rich. So she asked for an estimate on cleaning and fencing some family-owned land. This is when she started throwing out that she had quite a bit of family money that she had the ability to pull from kind of whenever she wanted. Uh, he said this work she asked him to do would have been $50,000 alone because it's like a lot of land. He would have had to clean it up, tear what was there like for fencing out and then put up nice new fencing. And Wade said throughout all of this, he believed every word she said. And, you know, at this point, he didn't have anything to make him think otherwise at this time. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. You want me to do a fence? That's not a crazy lie. For $50,000? Like, I mean, it, she's from the area, you know, like Texas, that area is a lot of more affordable bigger lands properties. and bigger properties and stuff. So I don't think it was that crazy. And, it, you know, it, it's almost like it's too good to be true. But when it happens, you're going to risk it if somebody's in front of you saying, here's $50,000. Totally. Through that, Wade also promised one of his friends a job on the project, obviously thinking, holy crap, this is a $50,000 job. I can share the love on this one. Yeah. Get my buddy onto the job. But sadly, shortly after he actually brought his friend onto the job, uh, Taylor let him know that her mother, Shauna, pulled the plug on the project when she had found out about it. Yeah. Wade felt horrible, of course. He he felt bad because he made that promise to his friend. And when he ended up telling the friend about it, his friend broke down crying because he had a bunch of kids at home. You know, he had a wife, he had a family to take care of. He counted on this money. He counted on this job. And it just the rug got pulled from under his feet. Who knows? Maybe he had a job before this and he turned it down or something like that. Just the situation just kind of made him break down. And Wade felt the responsibility to make sure that that money still went to his friend. So Wade actually ended up paying out of pocket for the project oh, wow. and paid his friend. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Wade he seems like a decent guy. I know, right? And so like, here it's like, okay, so he has a big heart. At least he has a big heart. Unless he, well, it did seem like he truly believed Taylor every time she told him, I might not be getting this family money right now, but I've got millions coming in. So don't worry about it. I've got you. And Wade also said in less words that Taylor made herself trustworthy by helping quite a bit with things around the house and even keeping up with the finances. Those are his words. I don't know if that means that she did odd jobs to help pay for the bills or she just kept track of the finances while she waited for her millions. Um, I couldn't really confirm that. But he did say that she made whatever meals that he wanted to try. Um, as in every time he came home, if he had mentioned something that he wanted to try, there was like a feast waiting for him. Just a perfect wife waiting at home with everything done for her husband kind of thing, except for they were not married. Um, and she also helped with the livestock and put in work around the yard and the house in general, uh, which to me shows further that she genuinely was desperate to have that stable home life. Mm-hmm. So he said because of all of this, he really had no reason to doubt her. She proved herself in the relationship by doing these things, and that was enough for him. Even when he was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, he truly believed her when she said she'd have money coming in to pay it all off. Clean slate. He said one day he came home and there was baby stuff just on the counter, and she pretty much told him, I'm pregnant. He believed all of this because like, at this time, he had no idea that back in 2015, she had a hysterectomy. <laughs> so she, he didn't know that she couldn't even have one baby. So, uh. But back in 2015, when she had to have the hysterectomy, she didn't want it. It was like one of those complications where you have to have one. And it, it, it messed with her. Like mm. it already fucked it, it, it obviously fucked her up. <laughs> it just did. Um, and she always wanted more kids. She always wanted more babies with whatever man that she like settled down with so Hmm. she got messed up from the hysterectomy and it really it it devastated her if you don't know what a hysterectomy is it means that she no longer has a uterus and it would be completely impossible for her to have a child um it includes ovaries in some cases too like the complete a reproductive system in a Mm-hmm. You have a partial with just the uterus. Yeah, and I think maybe all of hers was taken out, but mm-hmm. yeah. So she told him more financial lies, um, one of those being that her grandmother created an account where the grandmother was to put oil and gas royalties <laughs> for her. And this was a necessary lie for Taylor to tell because she pretty much said her mom had complete control over all of this money that she kept promising was coming. And during her lives, she would consistently tell Wade and show Wade even how her mom was harassing her. And that's why the money she had promised was still absent. That money and those text messages about the money, it was all fake. (laughs) So she she had multiple fake profiles through those apps, fake emails, all of it, right? And so she would text herself as her mom, reply to her mom's fake profile as herself, and she would carry on conversations so that when she was telling her lies, she could go, see, look. And he'd go, oh, wow, what a bitch. <laughs> what a Looney Tunes. Yeah, and obviously she didn't have a life. Right. It gets crazier than that. 
she so she created the fake email that was supposed to be her mom and she would message herself as that profile and even reply back and forth so that the conversation could be shown to back up her lies she had multiple of these fake profiles and numbers set up and then she would show all this way to support her lies but she had him thinking money would come now because of the account the grandmother created she also had him believing that she was going to deed him a bunch of land. He said it was going so fast, but with her mother and grandmother texting him as well, <laughs> he felt it was more real, I guess. And uh, the sense that he kind of got with those messages that he was receiving from the grandmother, it was kind of like, if you marry into this family, this is what you'll get. And he was like, doesn't sound too shabby. <laughs> um. Just some more lies that she had Wade believing. Uh, Taylor's mother had ordered a hit on her, was involved in a shootout that was suppressed in the media, and then hung herself after being taken into custody. She made this lie for possibly a few reasons. With her mom out of the picture, she now had millions of dollars and could fulfill her promises. Um, they made an offer of $3.5 million on some land with $200,000 up front. Wade said it was like a dream come true. He was seeing all of these documents and emails that looked official in that as well. Like purchasing that. It was like the deed and all of that good stuff. And she also wrote fake checks too to back up those lies. And this, this is kind of crazy to me. She wrote one for $8 million, which... Wade tried to cash. <laughs> he just walked into the bank with an $8 million check and went, oh, I'd like cash, please, or whatever <laughs> whatever he said. Um, and the bank was like, uh, this kind of stuff happens through wiring money usually. And they weren't able to cash it. And it was a lot of money to Wade as well. So he didn't think anything of it. The bank couldn't do it, and he just went on his way, I guess. I couldn't find, like, really what happened after that. Like, did you go to Taylor and say, hey, this $8 million check bounced? And even if he did, I'm sure she would have said something like, yeah, my grandma froze my account. She's taken over from my mom. She would have had some elaborate story to back it up anyway. <laughs> um, so a few things that Wade bought, thinking Taylor's money was just around the corner, a brand new ATV worth $29,000. New heavy-duty pickup truck worth $92,000. That's a little yeah. USD, too. We're in, we're in Canada. <laughs> a new Nissan Altima for his mother. And cattle worth, like, $21,000. Eventually, though, with no money showing up, debt piling up, a pregnant girlfriend, Wade started feeling the stress. One message between the couple read, and this is starting with Taylor. I want you to take into consideration on my part, you haven't touched me, kissed me, or anything in over a month. It's lonely, and that's something I need in our relationship. You used to do it, so I'd like it back. <laughs> and Wade just replied, I'll pass. <laughs> <clears throat> Pretty funny. Um, this next quote is from Wade Griffin's testimony. Guess I'm just not a very affectionate, hands-on kind of guy, I guess you would say. Plus, all the financial issues, all these fake people texting me, promising me, promising me that, and just constantly letting me down. I just wasn't attracted. To the point where I was thinking, this has got to be a trap. Do you think? 
Yeah. Wow. He continued, it was decent at the beginning. We were intimate a few times at the beginning, but all the rumors, the job, I'd financed the truck and the side-by-side, financed the cows, and it was all falling on my shoulders, and I think I just got in way over my head. She also ended up tricking him into getting a new tractor when his had some issues, some mechanical issues, and instead of just paying to get them fixed, which is... If I recall correctly, what he had suggested, she just said, well, go get a new one. And this new tractor was worth over $60,000 and they paid by check. As you can imagine, it was a fake check and the tractor got repossessed not long after. So in all these lies, we've mentioned some made up profiles to back up her stories. Here's a list of some of those profiles one of which will come into play later, named Coburn. Um, So in addition to fake versions of Parker's family members, there were entirely fabricated bank and oil company executives, a hit squad of Mexican mafia members, (laughs) (laughs) um, an attorney named Blake Lawington. (laughs) Did you catch that one? Lawington. Mm Mm-hmm and a law enforcement contact known only as Coburn. So one for lying McGuire. Yeah. Which Coburn is a super cool name for a law enforcement agent, I've got to say. Sure. And then, of course, there was more, but um, these seem to be the main ones that will actually come into the story. So let's just dive in a little bit into the information of Taylor faking this pregnancy. So Taylor Parker shared photos from her gender reveal party for her fake pregnancy in March of 2020. It was a calf wearing pink. And I'm just going to pull up that photo and show you. Yeah. It's borderline animal abuse. Yeah. And like, She took the time to put the pink on and took a photo and posted it online with the caption, it's a girl. Like, I, that's, it it has to be premeditated because you're, you're diving in fully on this pregnancy. You're telling everybody that there's a baby coming. And even later on, Wade's mom ended up saying, you know, I didn't believe she was pregnant. I didn't believe that she had this money, but she always thought that Taylor was going to fake a miscarriage, fake some kind of tragedy, and then her son would get out kind of thing. Right. It didn't happen that way, sadly. So more into Taylor faking the pregnancy. Wade would wonder why Taylor wasn't showing. Um, And he'd asked his mom if it could be because Taylor had a tummy tuck before. And his mom was like, no. <laughs> like, that's not how it works, son. <laughs> um, but there were other people around who did like Taylor. And they were kind of on the other side of his shoulder saying, you know, some women don't show. Don't think too much about it. You're going to be a dad. Like, think positive. And one of those people was actually his boss and his boss's wife. So they were saying that kind of stuff to him as well. Uh, She'd wake up and tell Wade that she had morning sickness and she'd go to the bathroom to puke. She would tell Wade she felt the baby kicking a lot on a certain day. But every time he felt there was nothing, he admitted that there's there's nothing there. Uh, They literally did a maternity shoot where she purchased a fake belly 
There's even a photo that I'm going to pull up in a second here. And his hand is on it. His hand is on the fake stomach. And he said it felt real and he had no idea that it was fake. A lot of comments that I've read don't buy that one. They find it really hard to believe. One question that he was asked on the stand was like, did you find a receipt, packaging, anything that could have told you that she bought a fake stomach? And he, he said no. If He said if he had found something like that, he would have been, you know, furious. Question like, why are you buying fake belly? No, more like, I knew you weren't pregnant. The hell, bro? Okay, so here it is. <sighs> like, his... It's not like it's her hand and then his hand on top of her hand. His hand is on it. And her hands are kind of like over his. Hmm. It's, I don't know. Again, I haven't walked in his cowboy boots. I don't know if I would have been able to tell the difference or not. I've never felt a fake belly. I've never seen a fake belly because why would I need to do that? And he's probably never felt a pregnant belly before. Ever. Keep that in mind. They're totally. not intimate. Who knows how much he actually touches her skin anyway. And it sounded like after she had purchased this belly it does sound like she started to wear it after. So <laughs> the bump didn't disappear either. Huh. Um, and I'm guessing when she wasn't wearing it she would be wearing you know, baggy clothes. If a teenager can hide it, I'm sure she could hide Some it. Some boys are stupid. Like, I'm starting to feel no, totally. really bad for Wade here. <laughs> Just for how stupid um, he will be perceived. Are. Yeah, and how he'll be perceived mm -hmm. with this information being, like, I mean, listed out this way. To him, this was spread out over, you know, 10 months or 11 months of being with her. Yeah. Whereas for mm -hmm. us, it's like, in 10 minutes, I'm reading all of this going, what the hell? Like, oh, because you know what the outcome is. Exactly. So, like, but put yourself in the shoes where it's, like... in it real time, yeah. probably... It would have been harder to figure out that she was a lunatic. But, I mean, again, eventually his mom ends up, like, pulling him aside, saying, like, we'll get into it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um... Now let's get into where I start thinking Wade should have known something was up. So all of that was just the dumb lies. For sure. I want to get into where I kind of start going like, come on. It's like watching a movie where you're like, turn around. But it's like they're not. Wade ended up taking family medical leave at the beginning of October so he could be there when the baby came. Um, the baby was supposed to come in September and he said he had no clue how these things work. So being this far past the due date wasn't weird to him. Taylor then said she was planning to go to the hospital to have the baby induced. And this would have been three weeks past the initial due date. I mean, I, I don't even have that much experience in it. And I don't think hospitals let you get past three weeks of like, I don't think it's supposed to bake for 10 months. I don't know either. I I can't I can't relate. Both my kids were born pretty much on time. I mm -hmm. think that once you get past your due date, if it doesn't look like there's progress being made, they might. Um, but usually if you're getting induced or a C-section or something like that, they'll actually schedule a day. Yeah, yeah. And she did. Um, she did schedule that in. And Taylor's ex 
had reached out to Wade anonymously through text to warn him Taylor could not have a baby. Like it was not possible. And to tell him that the hospitals were on high alert to make sure Taylor couldn't steal any babies. Wow. Yeah. A little tidbit to that is, and I've read a couple of different things. So grain of salt here on if this is true some like a few things said that it was just that one text message and there is there is information out there that contradicts it where the ex-husband may have actually tried to text wade multiple times to tell him she can't get pregnant stop believing her um, but again, I only know for sure confirmed at the one time. And um, this was near the end of the pregnancy. And even though Wade received that, he believed Taylor. He thought the text was from Taylor's mother, who in Taylor's lies was supposed to be dead, right? Right. right. <laughs> but before this, Taylor had to bring her mom back to life. So the lie that she told and the reason why she had to bring her back to life is because she wanted to go to her aunt's for Christmas with her boyfriend, Wade, and her mom was going to be there. So it's like, oh, shit, let's get this bitch back to life. Um, And why would she take him around any of her family? Because they could all blow up her spot. Constant, like in every conversation. (laughs) I know, and, and I, it's it's absolutely bonkers. So the way Taylor brought her mom back to life was that apparently their law enforcement contact, Colburn, had them all tell this lie because it was best Wade didn't know that her mom was still alive. And now that's that's the end of the information I could find on it, but I don't know why the mom wouldn't still be in jail if she hired a hit on her daughter and I'm not sure what lie Taylor told to cover this up, um, but her mom's alive. They did Christmas. Wade met Taylor's mother at Christmas, and he said that the mom was every bit of a monster Taylor had made her out to be, glaring at them and just being what he found to be really rude. Taylor received more time to fake pregnant when the hospital she was supposed to be induced at received a bomb threat. This call was none other than Taylor Parker. She was even able to show Wade social media posts about it and was like, oh, we can't go. (laughs) Oh, darn. (laughs) I really wanted to get induced today. Um, And the craziest part is the same day there was an intentional fire started under Wade's house. Now, I don't know if that was just backup for if the bomb threat didn't work well or what, why she had to also... I mean, I don't think they proved that it was her, but it was an intentional fire started. And we have some, this crazy lady that lives there telling all these lies. So I just assume that it is her. And if she did both things, I just don't know why she would have to do that. So because of that, they had to go to Wade's mother's to shower. Um, And this is when his mom pulled him to the side and was like, come on. (laughs) And... He said something was written all over his mother's face. And, you know, I imagine she was really worried and concerned that her son had gotten in way over his head because she's looking at this bomb threat. She's looking at this fire and she's looking at this girl who's supposed to be pregnant. And 
she's fucking she's she's three weeks four weeks past her due date and it just didn't make sense Hmm. um side note i read that his mom thought taylor would ultimately fake a miscarriage and he'd be able to leave her but that obviously never happened this is when they had a bit of a falling out his mother warned him and told him he should go back to work She ended up saying, at this time, I don't think she's pregnant. Wade had stormed out of the house and spoke to Taylor after. Wade said he told Taylor that his mom was concerned about her not being pregnant. Wade said he told Taylor she's not acted this way before. She's pretty concerned about a few things. I'm on the fence about it. All these people are saying you're not pregnant. But it's getting to the point of my mom tells me. I don't want to not believe my mom. I'm going to lose my job. He's calling every day. Usually when you take off on FMLA, it's within a day or two. They got into it a bit and it pretty much ended with Taylor saying like, I'll show you and everyone else who doubted me. Come Friday, when I have a baby, you'll all be sorry. That's kind of the sense that I got from that testimony. Wow. Um, So she took to her phone. She took to her fake profile, um, the fake profile that she had of her aunt, Katie Joe. And so the Katie Joe profile messages Taylor to say, after tomorrow, everything is going to be fine. This is October 8th. And Taylor replies, I just want to shove it in all of their faces. Now to the morning of the murders. Taylor and Wade had a plan to go to this ranch in Oklahoma on the morning of October 9th. Parker had arranged a hog sale there and they were going to head out early to make the four-hour drive. On their way back, they were going to stop at the hospital to get induced. Now, the more that I read about just like that small tidbit about stopping at the hospital to get induced, mm-hmm. like Wade really viewed this as like a, yeah, we'll just swing by the hospital and pop that sucker out and go home. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that there was like, it seemed like he thought that there was nothing involved in, you know, this way past due date and getting induced. And it was very much like a, like one article that I read paraphrased what wade said to pretty much literally be we'll swing into the hospital and get the induction done so taylor was already up when wade got up at 4 a.m she claimed that she had been cramping up she didn't feel like going with him to this ranch she didn't feel well she said she would meet him at the hospital around lunchtime and he didn't want to leave her but she told him to just go so he did I find this part a little weird, but Wade also said they both had burner phones so that Taylor's mother would not know what they were doing at the ranch or the hospital. Now, I I just having burner phones for any reason just seems super weird to me. Uh, You know, anything comes up where like it's like, oh, we should get burner phones. It's like, oh, something's not right here if you need a burner phone that's what i thought when i heard the burner phone it's like were you in on this final day of reckoning like it that that's that's alleged that is that's i can't even believe i'm saying it i get it he's not on trial here but it it, you just gotta question it slightly you both had burner phones you also had your normal phones 
But that's coming from Wade himself, or is that Wade's what, testimony? That they had burner phones. Yeah. Most of this information is coming from Wade's testimony. And, you know, <laughs> this next part's really weird, too. Um, he pulled up at the ranch at I 7. I do. You know what? What? I have heard. I remember this part. About the hogs? The story about the hogs and him not wanting them. And, yeah. Yeah. So when he pulled up at the ranch at 7.35 a.m., he learned they were not expecting him. He spoke with Scott Robinson in this quote. Uh, starting with Wade, he said, am I in the right place? And Scott said, I don't even know why you're here. Uh, to which Wade replied, well, I've got these text messages. And Scott said, I didn't order no hogs. That's not my phone number. So obviously, Taylor used her app. <laughs> yeah, she totally just wanted him away so she could go get, she could go have this baby. It's messed up. And Wade said that he had figured that he had been set up, just not by Taylor, but by her mother, Shauna. He thought the mom was at it again. So who else in the world would do this? And he figured her mom was still trying to manipulate their lives. Mm. And what better way than to get Wade arrested due to this bogus deal, knowing it's illegal to cross state lines with livestock and then get him busted for it. Mm -hmm. Which it's like, okay, so you were doing something illegal and you knew that? Because mm. he was genuinely worried. He, Like when the police end up taking him in, he thinks it's because of the hogs still. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> Um, so he thought that was what made sense. The mom was behind it. He also thought he was going to jail for it. Like he left that ranch going, um, she got me. Shauna got me. Um, there was a question on if he spoke to Taylor during or after the murder took place. And he did say he spoke to Taylor at some point while he was still at the ranch trying to salvage the deal. But he says she never indicated to him that anything had gone wrong and certainly not of the criminal magnitude he would later learn about. When he got to the hospital and asked the nurse for Taylor's room number, the nurse just kind of looked at him and then looked down the hall and pointed down the hall. She's like, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he was confused at that, but he was just going to go look for Taylor's room. He's like, oh, is that customary? <laughs> You just point. Okay, I'll go that way. Yeah. And that's when three officers appeared, um, cuffed him, and took him in. Wade said he thought it was all in relation to the illegal hogs. He was arrested too, though? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Took him in. Took him in. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it was the fact that this woman we're gonna actually no it doesn't make sense right now it's going to tie in through how when they found taylor with the baby right they didn't immediately think you murdered somebody they thought let's get you to the hospital yeah then they would have got to the hospital and the doctors would have said she didn't have this baby and then they were like high alert where is wade griffin did he know mm -hmm. what is going on so that's why he was arrested. Gotcha. Um, 
So he said he thought it was all in relation to the illegal hogs. Instead, he learned that Taylor was never pregnant and could have been involved in the murder of Reagan Hancock. So this is when I'm going to walk through the scene a little more and there will be some gruesome details. Again, if you're sensitive to this stuff, this is your warning. Um, Let's get into it. I don't want to be here. The investigation unfolded after Hancock's mother went to her daughter's home on October 9th, 2020, and found her daughter dead. Reagan's mom called 911 at 10.18 a.m., and the local police called the Texas Rangers to assist with the investigations a few minutes after noon. The investigator's document read, Officers entered the home and found a white female on the ground in the living room of the house face down, with a large abundance of what appeared to be blood throughout the house. A large amount of what appeared to be blood was located on the floor, furniture walls, appliances, and other items in the home. Officers, From her, like, would she go around touching everything, or was there a struggle? There was for sure a struggle, and... We'll get into that after just this initial report of the wounds and how you kind of know that there was a struggle. Officers learned Hancock was approximately 34 weeks pregnant and requested EMS personnel to come to the scene and check on the status of the baby. The body camera footage from police shows LifeNet EMS turn Hancock's body over, which revealed a very large cut across Hancock's abdomen area. EMS personnel determined Hancock no longer had a baby in her stomach area. Some messed up things happened. It's horrible. Very, very horrible. Um, The crime scene investigators said this was no quick death. So the report said injuries on Hancock's body included numerous stab wounds and deep incisions caused by a sharp-edged weapon consistent with a scalpel. So she came for the baby. And something that I didn't really uh, touch on is that they do believe that she almost had a bit of a trial run because she came to visit her the day before and maybe just to get like the lay of the land and Hmm. see what was up. Where'd you get the scalpel? You can buy them on Amazon. Not can sure. you really? I have a box right now in my closet. Of medical scalpels? Yeah. They're for like, um, you know, science projects. You know, if a, if you're a science teacher and you need to cut sure, up a frog. You're not a science teacher. <laughs> yeah, not a science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're really good for like if you tattoo people and you get like fake skin and you need to cut a patch. Um they're good for a few things. Okay. Injuries on Hancock's body included numerous stab wounds and deep incisions caused by a sharp-edged weapon consistent with a scalpel. She was cut open from hip to hip, and her uterus was pulled out and cut. So disturbing. Her hands showed extensive defensive wounds, including bruises, scrapes, stab wounds, and cuts to her fingers and palms. One finger was dislocated and the tip of another was nearly cut off. Dallas County Medical Examiner Dr. Melinda Flores, who performed the autopsy, reportedly provided a gruesome account of Hancock's injuries, which included well over 100 stab wounds, at least 39 of which were on her head. 
She reportedly had her skull fractured in five different places and was likely struck multiple times with the blunt end clawed end of a hammer. A large jar filled with pink and blue sand from Hancock's wedding is also thought to have been used as a weapon. And which I don't know if you know this, but Taylor actually was the person who took Homer and Reagan's engagement and wedding photos. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then ended up killing her with multiple things, including their wedding sand. Wow. Which is uh, (sighs) traumatizing. Traumatizing. Authorities said that investigators had encountered the baby and the suspected killer less than an hour before the 911 call came in. Wow. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have anything to think that a murder had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Texas state trooper pulled a vehicle over at about 9.37 a.m., um, and just a reminder, she spoke with Wade at 7-something a.m., so she was probably, it was probably like right before going, hmm. which is crazy. So Taylor Parker was the driver and was holding a newborn infant in her lap, is what the court document said. Um, continuing on that court document, um, it states the um, the umbilical cord was connected to the infant, which appeared to be coming out of the female's pants as if she had given birth to the child, which is just sick. Didn't she have the placenta shoved in her pants or something? Yes, I do believe so. And thought she had like the baby out of her pants and the umbilical cord attached to the placenta. Now, I don't know if the placenta was with her or Reagan, or maybe if there was some to both but something that i did actually actually read recently but they did say that they ended up finding fingernails in the placenta say what now yeah from defensive wounds is what i believe they were trying to say from reagan fighting over the placenta that or if it, they were already off, then it got caught in it, or I'm not too sure. Okay, this is too much. Just okay. Just messed up. Carry on. Taylor was performing CPR on the infant, and LifeNet EMS came to the scene and transported Taylor and the infant to a hospital in Idabel, Oklahoma. The local police chief eventually learned from staff at the McCurtain Memorial Hospital that Taylor had not given birth to the infant. Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation became involved on account of Taylor's transport to a hospital in that state. According to court documents, Parker admitted what she had done. Hmm. To who? What she had done to who, or who did she admit it to? Who did she admit it to? Like, right after? So... The affidavit walked through the fact that, you know, the hospital let the Bureau of Investigation know that she did not give birth to this baby. And they went and they picked her up for questioning. And she was forthcoming. Um, The interview is not released, but it probably will be one day. Hmm. 
That'll be a crazy one. No. The affidavit stated during the interview of Parker, she told a special agent she was in a physical altercation with Hancock and abducted the unborn child. Parker admitted to leaving the residence of the assault after the abduction of the child. (laughs) According to Daily Mail, Parker was asked why she did it. And she said, I wasn't in my right mind. I was freaking out. And according to KSLA News 12, a neurologist Mm -hmm. identified Parker with having frontal lobe syndrome in the brain. There is a petition to stop the execution of Taylor. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And then I noticed, I mean, it only has 15 signatures. (laughs) And you won't find mine on it. So... Mm -hmm. Nor mine. Nor mine. <laughs> so it's it's a super sad one. That's pretty much all I have for the case itself. So she was found guilty and sentenced to death, obviously, and his court case is still in the court? The or? suit is still in the courts. I couldn't find is any updates. Is it a updates. civil or criminal? It, it's got to be civil because yeah. it was only the one piece that you could find, and I think it was from, like, November of 2022, so it's like there's no updates to be had on it. Um, Taylor probably won't be put down for a while. Well, I mean, it takes them so long to. So long. Years and years and mm-hmm. years. Like decades sometimes. Yeah. Like, what, what is the point even if you're just going to. Like, why does it take so long? I would love to know that. Appeals and stuff. and Yeah. That's why it's so important to have. You know, even even these douchebags that we really, really, really want to see them go to jail for life or fry or whatever, whatever you think, um, it's still so important they get a fair and good defense representation. So they can't appeal that's and right. actually win. And that's why it takes so long mm-hmm. because appeals and different levels of of court and stuff. Where if they have like a... You know, they put on a good defense and, you know, they're found guilty after being staunchly defended. Some of them go relatively quickly. You know, all the evidence is out there. Usually it's the DNA ones that are that go a little bit quicker. But but it's still a long process. You're talking years and years and years. But. Yeah, it, it it's crazy. And especially... When it comes to a woman murdering or, you know, there's, there's that new one where she murdered her three babies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like they really try to go after the mental issues, the mental health issues um, to try and yeah, almost get off for it. But it's not like... But, I don't know. It's, with that one, I mean, we can... We can definitely talk about it on another chapter, but with that one, she's definitely got postpartum depression, but um, because she was actually indicted the other day now, we have more information that actually points towards premeditation, but that still doesn't take away from the possibility of postpartum psychosis. Yeah, no, and that's the word so she used on her a, doctor's phone. Yes, yeah, a lot deeper than just... I don't know. That's a that's a really heartbreaking case too. But uh to me again it's it's not enough 
I I heard the prosecution's timeline of events and the facts of their case, and it's to me straightforward enough to say that she obviously wasn't being affected enough by her medications or anything like that to support a temporary psychosis. And so when it actually gets to trial, it'll get more interesting. But that's well, just my I mean, opinion she, on that. She had her husband pick up takeout. It was premeditated. It was planned to what degree or what reason. Who knows? All I do know for sure is right now, today, she's laid up paralyzed no, in the I hospital know. because she failed so miserably at killing her own pathetic life. Yeah, so. No judgment. Innocent until proven guilty. And, and totally law. alleged everything that alleged, we said. Alleged, alleged, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She killed and... three innocent kids. <laughs> Allegedly. Fucking, what are they called? Exercise resistance bands? Yeah. Like, let's not even talk about it. This woman is a monster. Horrible. Allegedly. Horrible. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. For entertainment purposes only. Blah, blah, blah. Still. Um, to end this one, uh, I don't really want to end it talking about taylor parker i don't want to end up talking about wade mm -hmm. um let's hear about braxlin right braxlin there's not too much to know she didn't have a life and it got taken away from her way too did soon. she die braxlin is dead the baby died correct i thought the baby survived no it's tragic it's horrible and I'm what did going the baby die from born at seven and a half months and taken from mother and didn't seek medical treatment right away she died by taylor parker i don't like this story no it's tragic and i can't imagine what homer and their three-year-old daughter is going through it's absolutely terrible and you know her mom found her it's horrible 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 but to end this one off, I'm going to read a little snippet from, from Reagan's obituary. Um, and it stated that Reagan was an amazing wife, mommy, daughter, sister, and friend. She had a beautiful soul and was a joy to all that knew her. Now to add on to that, I just want to let everybody know that if you are interested in planting memorial trees in memory, <sighs> so sad. <clears throat> of Reagan Michelle and Braxlin Sage Hancock, please visit our Facebook page where the link will be available at True Crime Story Podcast. If any updates arise from this case, we will be sure to update here on True Crime Story. Thank you for listening. Let's stick a bookmark in this case. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it'll help our show grow. You can also find us on Facebook at True Crime Story Podcast, where the discussion can continue. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. I'm Bree. And I'm Char. And we'll see you on the next chapter. Bye! Bye.